Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome to another podcast on Kings of Anglia and breaking news, and I'm sure you know the news, but Paul Cook has been sacked as Itchwich Town Manager. We have a special podcast here. First up, Andy Warren and Stuart Watson share their thoughts on this news. Plus we've got thoughts from fans, Dale Fisher, Matt Makin and Bono from the Kings of Anglia fan social posse who also share their thoughts. Uh, keep updated on this breaking news story on our websites, on our Kings of Anglia socials. Uh, let's get right into this podcast. Let's go. Okay, another big landmark day in the world of Ipswich Town. Paul Cook sacked in the wake of this afternoon's 0-0 draw in the FA Cup. With, uh, with Barrow. Things haven't been going great of late, but I'm not sure anyone really saw this coming quite at this juncture, Stu. No, I guess none of us really knew what was going through the minds of, of the new Ipswich Town hierarchy. Where would their patience run thin? Well, now now we have our answer. This is a, a wholly ambitious new setup at Ipswich Town, backed by the American owners with, with Mark Ashton in the driving seat at Portman Road and now we know. Now they've decided that uh, in the long-term interests of the club, they said after long discussions, we've decided it's the right thing to do. So nine months in the job, little over for Paul Cook. I've got the stats here. 44 games he took charge of, 13 wins, 17 draws, 14 defeats. And when you look at it like that, it's not very good, is it? I know Paul would want to gloss over sort of the back end of, of last season. Um, but it did happen, and uh, and this season is happening. And unfortunately, after that, we'd never have thought we'd have in this conversation after the four-one no. win at Wickham, no. uh, which was only just a month ago. But since then, that that feel-good factor really has faded, and the, the momentum has just gone, hasn't it? Yeah, obviously, this week has brought not only a, a pretty drab FA Cup draw today; it's also brought defeat in the Papa John's Trophy to Arsenal. But I'm sure those weren't the games that truly, truly decided the board to begin having these these conversations they've they've stated many times about having an, a healthy impatience for for success and um, that record you've just read out to you is coming on for a full season's worth of football matches isn't it a full league campaign almost mm-hmm. um, and that kind of set of results wouldn't have wouldn't have come out particularly well in a full a full league campaign but um, for me the timing I don't know it, it, it it's felt like it's been going in in a in a direction, but I think we've arrived at the station a bit earlier than than I was expecting to happen. But um, for a group of people who who say they have a healthy impatience for for success, um, it's not surprising that they've been having those discussions, and ultimately it's come to this. Mm. I guess it's about trends, isn't it? And if you could. Could anyone sit here and say that Ipswich were about to string together the number of wins required to get themselves back in the promotion mix? The answer would be no, based on the last few games. Um, today is the fourth time that Ipswich have failed to beat a team in League Two in cup competitions this season. They've obviously lost to two under-21 sides in the, in the Papa John's Trophy as well. So all of those little things have probably stacked up against Paul Cook. It's only a few months ago that we were saying it, you know, and how refreshing... It was that he, you know, the way he spoke so passionately and just like a fan, and the, the attacking style of football was so much fun to watch. Yes, they were conceding goals, but they were scoring plenty, and they, they were easier on the eye, and it was better value for money to go and watch. But 
It's a results business, isn't it? And we hear yeah. it all the time, and and the results just just haven't been there. Yeah, in in a in a reign that you kind of have to split into two, don't you? He was a Marcus Evans appointment, um, and obviously didn't manage under Marcus Evans for too long. But the back end of last season um, took over a team that finished uh, was seventh and, and ultimately finished well adrift of of being in the playoffs. The big summer reset, demolition man, complete rebuild, um, and since then we've been searching. Searching mm. for souls and uh, trying to gel, and 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 it just hasn't it just hasn't come together. I think you're probably right, those two. I think trends is the the thing. It's it's not it's not been trending upwards of late. It's been been trending in terms of distance from from playoff places and automatic promotion promotion places. It's been trending away, hasn't it? So yeah, um, a difficult decision, I'm sure, because because um, clearly clearly a lot. A lot has gone into Paul Cook here at Ipswich. If you look through that squad, a lot of those players are Paul Cook players. Uh, obviously, Sam Morsey and Lee Evans jumping off the page there as as Paul Cook players. A squad built for him in the summer is now going to be managed by by somebody else. Yeah, and there's a fair bit of contrition, I think, from some of those players. Nineteen of them were through the through the door. Sam Morsey, Wes Burns, among those that have, have taken to social media to say. Ultimately, we've let the manager down, and uh, I guess that is that 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 is the case. Ipswich have uh, have faded away of late, and I think maybe the fact that these pack out Portman Road games are on the horizon has, has played its part. We've got twenty eight thousand plus due for that Sunderland game coming up, leading up to Christmas. Big crowds also for for some of the other festive fixtures. They couldn't really afford to to let the mood sort of go the way it was going, going into those games, could they? So they're obviously uh, not ready to let this season slip away. And the big question now is who next for, for Ipswich mm. Town? Um, there'll be lots of names that people people are thinking about. How realistic some of them will be, I, I, I don't know. It still should be a um, a job that will uh, will attract people because of the yeah. ownership and everything around it. Yeah, it uh, League position aside, you'd probably have to argue it's a more attractive job than it was um, when Paul Cook took took the job. Um, sounds like it's going to be a caretaker first for the, the the next game, which is Charlton on on Tuesday night at the Valley. It's Wigan on Saturday. Whether there's someone in place for that, uh, we don't know who that caretaker is going to be. Uh, that's going to come in the next the next few days. But um, Mark Ashton said it's going to be an extensive process in his brief statement on uh, from the club tonight so uh, we will see how quickly they move on that one yeah we'll put out a few runners and riders on on the website that we think might might be in the mix there'll be plenty more content from us but uh, for now that's it well i have to admit i am in shock it's happened paul cook has been sacked as Itchwich Town manager, I'm Ross. As ever, I'm joined by David, Matt, and Bono. We were there in the cold. We saw us draw nil-nil against Barrow, and an hour after, Paul Cook was sacked. Uh, shocked, completely shocked. I want to go with to David first. David, um, you wanted him out pretty much, and um, you got your wish. He's gone. Uh, what's your thoughts? Your reaction on this news? Um, I'm not not. Ecstatic, obviously. I, I'm I'm pleased because I think it's the right decision, and I don't see that there was any other option. If we hadn't have done so, then it was just a question of hanging on until when we did in the future. You know, do you wait until you've lost to Charlton and Wigan, say, and then go? 
I think it was a matter of time. Um, I'm relieved. I'm surprised it's happened. I'm, I'm pleased that it's happened for the good of the club and for the good of the season. I'm sorry it's happened. I was sorry when Jewel left. I'm sorry when Keane left. I'm sorry when Lambert left. Because it means that... No, I'm sorry that they've left because it means they failed. I wanted Lambert to succeed. At the start of last season, I was predicting we'd finish top two. One of the only ones to do so. I, I always want you to turn, be able to turn it round. Always do. I can call for John Duncan to be sacked, but I still want them to win the next game and win the next game and win the next game. I still want, you know, to turn it round. So whenever a manager goes, it's sad. But there is a time when that is the right thing to do. And that, for me, is where we are at the moment, is it's, it's the right decision. It's sad. You want it to work out. But it's the right decision. If you look at it, Cook said that we'd had one bad performance this season against Rotherham. That's abject cock. Um, we've had one decent performance at home, which is Doncaster, who were piss poor. We weren't good against Charlton. We won because of a moment of brilliance, not Charlton, against um, Crew. We won because of a moment of brilliance by Selina. We were piss poor against Fleetwood and won because of a moment of brilliance from Selina. And that's been the pattern. We've, we've got, we've, we've dragged a win out because of an individual moment of brilliance, not because of a pattern of play, not because we're knocking the door down. We failed to beat Colchester. We failed to beat Oldham. We failed to beat um, Barrow today, all of whom are League Two, none of whom are leading lights in League Two. We struggled against consistent, we've struggled against Morecambe, we've struggled against Crew, we've struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled. And the occasional bright light victory on the road doesn't mask that. I've said it before. I think I said it the day I said I called for Cook to go, which I think was about six or seven weeks ago, and everybody thought I was a fool for saying it. And I was roundly condemned for it. At that point, I compared it to Paul Jewell, the rotating door. Fans have no affinity with the players on the pitch. The players don't come over and applaud the um, fans. They don't care about us. They'll do it after a win. Morsi came over half-heartedly today. NCR just walked straight off down the tunnel. There's no way under the last two or three managers, the last two or three captains, players would have just walked off without acknowledging the North Stand. You know, 4,000 people turned out to watch us lose to a bunch of Arsenal schoolboys on Wednesday, and they couldn't be bothered applauding us. There's something rotten there, and that's not right. So. I'm sad to see him go, but it's absolutely the right decision. And if we'd have delayed it, it would have simply have been delaying the inevitable because there's no sign of improvement. It's, it's not a little incremental thing. It's not that, well, this is going wrong, but we've put, put this in place and now it's another step. It's just systematically wrong across the whole pitch. Well, well said as ever. And um, over to you, Matt, then. I think we were double-checking, triple-checking if this was actually real. Um, Saturday night, we probably, you were, on, as you were saying, you were on your way home. Everyone was on their way home or probably in the pub. They see this news. Um, what's your reaction? I'm, I'm still in the pub. 
Yeah, he's still in the pub, yeah. That's not the pub we were in earlier, though, David, was it? Well, no, it's no, for the benefit of this. <laughs> well, David and, I and a couple of others went went and had a drink and dissected the, the game afterwards. And um, so I was I was just on the bus pulling out of town around Putts bus station when I uh, received a WhatsApp from a friend to say, he's gone. And I thought, no, surely not, surely not. And I quickly logged on to the club's Twitter account. And yeah, so, yeah, like you, Ross, and well, everybody really, I'm shocked. And I think mainly not, not shocked because I think certainly after today, really that was that was possibly the the last straw. Well, it was the last straw. He's gone. Um, but I'm not. After 14 years of Marcus Evans giving managers more than enough rope, um, I'm not used to swift and decisive action from the club when it comes to to getting rid of a manager. And I'm I'm the same as David. You know, I am. I'm sad to see him go. At the end of the day, he's a human being and he's just lost his job. So. I am I am sad to see him go, but I, I do think it was the right decision. Um, we, we were drifting today. I thought particularly in the first half, we were really bullied um, by Barrow, who uh, had a terrible run of form in League Two coming into this game. Um, and it improved slightly in the second half with, with the introduction of Pigger, and But it's gone. This... <sighs> I mean, I can't recall off the top of my head, but we've, we've not had a consistent 11, really, across our system. And, yeah, the, the, the players need to take a long, hard look at themselves. And I've seen Sammy Morsey's put a tweet out recently to say that it, the players didn't do it for him and they need to take a look in the mirror and, and so forth. And there is an argument to say, yep, the players have got to shoulder their blame. But ultimately, Paul Cook is the manager implementing the system, running the training. and. He had to go, and now is the best time to do it because there is a January transfer window coming up to strengthen. I don't think we need to see – we had 19 players come in in the summer. We don't need to see more wholesale changes, but there's, there's strengthening to do. Um, but it, it there is time. The top six is not impossible. Still, top two is gone. Top two has been gone for some time now, except for a few weeks. The top six is unlikely for me, but – um it's not impossible um and i think like david said if we delayed any further then it the the season we're we're definitely would have been staring down the barrel of a fourth season in the third tier and at the risk of sounding arrogant we shouldn't be in the third tier of english football we hadn't been in this division since 1957 before 2019 yeah, it's um, bleak at times uh, seeing us in League One, but we're here. And uh, Bono, over to you to have your final say on the reaction on Paul Cook being sacked. I'll just look at these stats. Uh, it's not a great win ratio. Uh, 14 games in charge, 13 wins, 17 draws and 14 defeats. It's not great, is it? No, no, it, it it's totally not. And it's not been it's not been good for a while, has it? I mean, I was took my daughter today for her second game and it's the, the second draw that she's seen uh in the freezing cold and um got the train back to Stowe and I was just refreshed my phone had a little ping come up from the Ipswich Twitter and it was like holy cow it's it's happening um I was I was, I was taken aback I mean I was I sat down freezing my ass off, but wow, we have got a, the board, the new owners have, have really shown their teeth and it's, you know, 
I was saying to the guys before, it's it's not something that we've I can't remember us ever being like this, ruthless. I, I honestly thought Cook would have the season. And they didn't they they have that they'd indicated that before. Um on the premise that, you know, wholesale changes, takes time to gel. But wow, you know, we're at the start of December. We are in we're about to embark upon a really tough run. Uh, possibly a season-defining run of games. Um, and like Matt said, the, the top two probably are out of reach. Uh, but if we do put a run of form together, obviously with a new manager at the helm, um, there's no reason why we can't make a push for the playoffs. I've always said keep the faith, dare to dream, all these other kind of whimsical superlatives um, type thing. But... Wow, just just completely taken aback by it. Um, we were poor today. Um, like David said, we we haven't had many decent games. Um, we are we are better we are better than than what our results suggest. Um, I've seen a lot of comparisons between um, Paul Lambert and Paul Cook. The 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 kind of form almost mirrors each other on a little graph that I've seen. Um, there's no doubt that when we're playing well in games, which yes, isn't often enough, the football is so much more easier on the eye, but you know, where did it go wrong? Um, Paul Cook, thoroughly likable guy, helped reconnect, um, the club with the fans, something that towards the end of Lambert's reign, it was so toxic. Um, Port Monroe was not a nice place to be at the end of, um, Paul Lambert's tenure, and yeah, just the, the stubbornness with the four-two-three-one. Um, I know the jury's certainly out on that system. I liked, I liked the principle of it, like the idea of it when it worked. It was brilliant, but it didn't work often enough. We need more than a good game every seven or eight games, and with the players that we've got, the squad that we've got. We we should be putting teams to the sword. There's no doubt. You know, like Matt talks about arrogance. I, I I do feel there is a little sense of entitlement um, from certain sections of the fan base. But obviously, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Paul Cook going. Um, the human side. I've lost jobs. I've been married redundant. It's horrible. It hurts. It's embarrassing. Um, I've never wanted a manager out. I never wanted our team to lose. Um, I think when you do want a manager to go, you're kind of wanting your team not to do well, um, which is which is just a really odd um, kind of frame of mind. Um, but yeah, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Who do we go to? Who knows? Yeah, that is, that is, yeah, that's the big question. And um, you mentioned it earlier in your chat. Uh, where did it go wrong? you know, with Paul Cook um, and David, over to you. You can lead this. Uh, where did it all go wrong for Paul Cook? He had a blank canvas. He had basically <laughs> his wish list of all the players he wanted. And unfortunately, it's just not, hasn't worked out for him. Um, I'll, I'll First of all, I'll just take a small issue with something that um, Bono said. I wanted the manager out. But that doesn't mean to say I wanted us to lose because I wanted to be wrong. I wanted him to win against Colchester, I wanted him to win against Oldham, I wanted him to win against Oxford, and I wanted to come out in five or six games' time on the basis of five, five six 
wins out of seven. And everyone's like, yeah, I was wrong. Fair play. I was wrong. Um, there are times when I like being proved wrong. It, it gives me no satisfaction when you turn around and, and these these things happen. It's, But where do they go wrong? I think in part in recruitment. And I think that it, it, you can see an echo in Burley. When Burley was, we got promoted and we punched above our weight with a side that had um, done well. They played together. They'd done all of that. Burley was giving us some money when we finished fifth. Sereni, George and the lot. And the sum of the new parts wasn't equal to the sum of the old parts, even though they might have been better players. And I have to say that the recruitment in the summer, it's thrilling and exciting in many ways, but you end up with 400 players to play in behind the striker. Which when Cook said he wanted a small squad, isn't what he wanted, what he said he wanted. You've got, which means that then he doesn't know which is his best way of playing, what things. If, he, if he'd only had five players for those three positions... Life might have been a lot easier for him and given you a better settled pattern of play. Recruitment as well leaves you unbalanced in midfield. I mean, you think about the start of the season when we were hemorrhaging goals and we didn't have Morsi. Morsi came in right at the end and Cook said, we won't see any more performances like Bolton once he's in the team. That's a hell of a lot to put on one player. He's, he's a championship, good league one, good championship central midfielder, defensive midfielder. He's not the second coming of Maradona. And to have only one defensive midfield player, while you've got El Mazzuni, Nolan, Evans, Harper, etc., Carroll, for the other position, strikes me that it was slightly football manager-ish in that I've got a big budget, I'm going to buy, go and buy players rather than looking at it on a squad-by-squad basis and saying, I want that one and I want that one, and I need somebody to cover there. I don't think that helped. Um, but above and beyond, absolutely. And I also think that circumstance, I don't think that left-back has helped him at all. You know, the, 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 I think he wanted Coulson as his first choice, and Penny as the understudy. And I think having Coulson out and then Penny being ropey, you end up with a very capable youngster coming in, but that's not helped at all. The left side of this team has not functioned once this season. The best we've seen was Fraser and Selina again away at Lincoln, but the left side of the whole team has just not functioned. And that, to be fair, is, isn't Cook's fault. But above and beyond, it's Cook's refusal, abject refusal, to shift from 4-2-3-1. I wrote about it on Twitter this week. I don't agree with the philosophy. I don't like two sitting midfielders. For me, midfield is the engine room of your side. It's you have a, a destroyer and you have a playmaker or you have a destroyer in your box to box, you know, a walk or a magilton alongside somebody who kicks because that's where you create. Cook and I have a different philosophy. That's fair play. If you're looking on his terms, though, early doors, flying wingbacks, midfield didn't cover behind the wingbacks which is why we were hemorrhaged goals, because they, they could just run through, ball in behind, goal. You put in Danassi and it shores us up, but then you haven't got the width. So, equally, up higher up the top, 
against Rotherham, you've got three narrow number 10s. So you don't change anything else. You just go, you got, you're going to play the way I want you to play. You have to adapt, whether that's in-game by shifting somebody forward, pushing Fraser into a more attacking role. When Evans scored three against Doncaster, he was criticised by Cook for getting forward too often. You know, that's the thing. This 4-2-3-1 might on paper work. It might have worked before, but it doesn't mean to say it's going to work now. I mean, it's not working. You adapt and you change. You just don't do the same thing over and over and over and over again. I said in the pub to Matt about Mourinho. Mourinho was brilliant when he first came in because he upset things. He did things differently. 15 years on, he's not the special one. He's not an amazing manager anymore because he's still doing the same things that worked 15 years ago. And that, for me, is the biggest thing. And that's what we need. We need a manager who's innovative, who's prepared to adapt in-game. And I, I, if, I'm, I'm absolutely positive he's not available. But someone like Ryan Lowe is exactly what you want. He's positive, he adapts in-game, and he adapts between games to suit what's coming. That's not saying you're setting up the same as the opposition like MacArthur used to. That's saying I'm reactive and I, I can do stuff to affect games. Time after time, under Cook, we came up short against three at the back teams because they crowded out our single striker and they overloaded by having two strikers up front. And we had nothing in response to that. And that's a serious failing of Cook's management. And that's ultimately why he's here, because of his inflexibility. And we need somebody with flexibility, whether that is an established player, manager like Ryan Lowe or whether it's somebody else who I haven't thought of, I'm not on my radar, to coin a phrase. Um, cool. I have no idea who will come next, but that's what we want, a tactically flexible manager. Mm, wow. Well said as ever, I'm sure, Matt and Bono, everything's been stolen pretty much there. But um, I'll go over to you, Matt. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, Matt, uh, where do you think it went wrong for Paul Cook in your eyes? Yeah, I mean, there's not, not, not a lot left to say now, to take it, um, put it very eloquently. But yeah, I think in the inflexibility is a, is a huge part of it and and even like philosophical differences aside i think it was it's the inflexibility in game that that wasn't helpful it was it was very much we didn't learn how to react and it you don't want to see us necessarily like you say matching up like for like like we did under mick but that there was no game management subs were often quite late i mean i was not nearly fell off my chair if i hadn't already been standing up um that we actually made a sub at half time today um which you don't see and and i think even the second sub came probably just before 70 minutes it was normally that last 20 minutes i mean i mean bringing piggott on for however long it was the other week at, right in the injury time just seemed almost sort of lip service well i said i'd get him on the pitch or i've got him on the pitch but um yeah it it's difficult. I wanted it to work for Paul Cook. I wasn't against his appointment initially. And I think, I think Bono said earlier, he, he did a lot to, to reconnect with, with the fans, how toxic it, it got under Paul Lambert towards the end. Um, but I'm parroting what other people have said, but it is true. When he comes out, well, when he came out at the end of matches, it was almost like a fan coming in, talking about what they'd seen, you know, it, and uh, he'd be asked questions about analysis. Oh, I'm not going to analyse that. But 
you're the manager. You need to analyse that, even if it's a soundbite analysis. I, I just, yeah, the, the, the passion was great, but it's only going to take you so far. I've got a lot of passion for Stitchetstown Football Club, but I suspect I wouldn't do a very good job <laughs> as a manager. Um, my, my old football manager saves all testament actually but um again a lot of signings in the summer and for a man who's wedded to 4231 it didn't feel that we quite got all the round pegs to go in the round holes we didn't have the the the, the attacking fullbacks that he wanted um we didn't yeah didn't have that cover hemorrhaging goals at the start of the season and then I think I think David's right. Circumstances a bit. I think Burns being out recently. I, I don't think it's a coincidence. Burns being out that Bond's goals have dried up because you go back and watch a lot of Bond's goals. That they're coming from Wes Burns sort of playing clever down that right hand side and, and putting in great balls. And don't get me wrong, Aluko's done very well on that side, but he's not that same kind of player as Burns because he's left footed. He's 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 not going to be able to get inside the man like. Burns can do, and uh, the other effect really, Burns is it did help Danassian push up the pitch when he came in. Um, so that right hand, I mean, the left hand side is is the obvious problem there, but I think the right hand side has been impacted in recent weeks as well. And Bond, the last few games I've been to, I obviously went today, I went to the Arsenal game on Wednesday, and I was at Crew on Sunday, and all three of those games, uh, well, two out of the three games, I should say, rather, because Bond didn't play on Wednesday night, Bond's cut a very isolated figure. Um, and that he's not really been getting the, the service that he was used to in the early part of, of his time here. Um, but again, there's been no adaptation to that from Paul Cook. Um, and I think the introduction of Piggott today um, and sort of almost that pseudo 4-4-2 that we were playing at times, sort of slipping between that and back to a 4-2-3-1 in the... Bond could bring the ball down under control. And Piggott was there, you know, and there was some there was some good passing between the two of them, movement to create a few chances. Certainly that 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 last 10, 15 minutes. Um, so why why didn't we try that sooner? You know, it's yeah, I, I I'm I'm disappointed it's gone wrong for him, but I think he, he's, he has in a way been sort of the architect of his own own downfall, really. Yeah, that's that's a great great point just there. Um, and Bono, the final say on this then four two three one, is that where it went all wrong for Paul Kutcher? I can just being stubborn with that formation. I think it's certainly a, a huge huge factor, Ross. Um, the fact that you know the recruitment, like the guys have said, was a little bit lopsided, very very top heavy, and then you know. You sign the best number ten in the league, in um, Scott Fraser, and you play him out on the left. Um, things like that. Just again today, for example, seeing Fraser there and Chaplin in the middle getting out jumped by those big, burly League Two defenders um, should should never have happened um, today. Um, sadly, it did. But you know, I admire anybody's tenacity. To be able to stick to, you know, their footballing traditions and their footballing beliefs, and clearly, the four-two-three-one has has worked for Cook. He's had success. He was brought in to to mirror that at his at his former clubs, and he's got a history of being able to get teams of our size out of this league. And um, 
you know, there's been some talk about was he really, he was an Evans appointment, um, but the new owners very, very quickly came in and said, hey, look, we would have appointed this guy and, you know, we're lucky that Marcus did because it saved them a job. Um, but just, oh, there's just, I think today was was the straw that broke the camel's back, really. Um, just that, uh, unlike Matt said, the in-game management, the kind of stubbornness and refusal to adapt and, and change, late substitutions, and almost like minor things that, that, are, that are quite irksome. Things like echoes of the Lambert era, where when you... <laughs> When, when when a play stops, you just give it back to the goalie or you pass it backwards or you pass it sideways. You know, the short free kicks. Set pieces are much better this season, but they're still not great. And when you look, I, I know there's a saying, football is played on grass. It's not played on paper. But on paper, this side have, have failed. And, and like Matt said, referring to um, Morsi's tweet, they need to take a good hard look at themselves because a lot of them, are def are one hundred percent Paul Cook signings and the new the new manager. I won't say the new man because we've got very very forward thinking owners, and dare I say, you know, they might bring in a female manager. Who knows? Personally, I would love it. Without sounding too much like Kevin Keegan, that would be absolutely groundbreaking. Um, so we shall Phones see. Who... Aren't big enough, Bono. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, who knows what the, what the future brings? But I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him around the club. I had a, I had a real. I was quite fond of the guy. Um, he kind of had that every man appeal. Um, disappointed at the. In fact, he didn't use a more sustainable coffee cup. But that's a that's a minor thing. Um, but I, I'm very sorry for him because the last last few cup games I've, I've been able to change seats so so when they close when they close the cobbled i usually sat try and sit either but in front of Stu and andy in the press box or behind the benches and the players just don't listen to him um against oldham penny just did not listen cook was giving him quite simple instructions quite clear half the ground could hear it penny just wasn't doing it and then he was out the side for a month and quite rightly too, because uh, if you're a professional footballer and you can't follow tactics, you don't deserve to be on the pitch. Um, like the guys have said, that left side, well, the left side, the right side, the middle bit, it's just so disjointed. And these the, the players, it's such a good squad. We do have the best squad in the league. I'm not being arrogant when I say that. It's, it's a fact. The good players are only good players when they're actually good. Because um, if they're crap, they're not good. And I'd much rather, you know, you saw the work rate, the passion of the desire, the organisation from Barrow. You know, they come a hell of a long way today and they were organised and they stopped us playing. And this belief system that we had to sit back at home and try and nobody, there aren't that many well-known teams that are successful that don't attack at home. Um, and yeah, our system has worked away. We've, we've, we do have a half a decent away record, but... When you're at home, you gotta attack, and yeah, you you need to you need to temper it slightly and not go too gung ho. You know, we 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 saw how that didn't work at the start of the season. Um, but yeah, 
I'm sad. I'm gutted for Paul. I, I don't know what his next move is. Who knows who the next man is or woman? Um, so we shall see. But it's exciting and that adds extra spice to the game to the game in, in South London on Tuesday night, which I've been lucky enough to secure a ticket to. We, we do we do lots lots of different spice so i don't think there's much i don't know we can when you look at our managerial appointments in the past and you know those missed opportunities and all of these all of these guys that have gone on to do really really well that kind of came second or third to paul hurst i, I you know we are lucky now and i say we're lucky because the last kind of 15 20 years we have we, we have not we have not had the engine room of the club that, that we have desired or deserved. But we've got football people at the helm and I'm pretty sure that they will make the right appointment and the right appointment for the club. Um, we might even have have an interim manager. It might be somebody that just takes it for six months knowing that, hey, maybe we might be in store for, this breaks my heart, a fourth season in the third tier of English professional football. Or are we going to have some unknown from the continent, some almost like a Daniel Farker figure who's done really well for like a for like a youth setup abroad, and he comes in and he brings his kind of army of German, Italian, Dutch, Swedish, you name it. I don't care where they're from. I just I just want them to win games and sign players that give a damn. And and I think could, did do that. We've signed a lot of people this year who are they're good people. And, you know, the, the owners have said, you know, we wanted the players that were joining us to buy into our to buy into our ethos that is running towards adversity. And I think we've got that. So I don't think we need wholesale changes. I'm very wary of January transfer windows. Mark Ashton's already come out and said on record that he doesn't like them. They're pointless. Um, so I can't think really of anybody that needs to go. I, I do think our squad is perhaps a little bit too big. I think I think it, it's a shame because people like El Mazzini and Dobra, who's gone out on loan, I, I think, you know, we should be developing them. Um, so who knows? It's exciting. But, you know, this news is tinged with a little bit of sadness. But there we go. We'll, we'll, we'll miss you, Paul Cook. We'll miss your coffee. We'll miss your Scouse humour. We'll... We'll miss your two voices, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, who knows? All right. I think that's the perfect way to end it there. Um, that's half an hour worth of us discussing Paul Cook. I've also got a Chinese in the living room, so I'd like to eat that. Um, but, yeah. David, Matt, Bono, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, let us know in the comments your thoughts on this news. I'm sure you're shocked. Um, yes, Paul Cook has been sacked as it's reached town manager. Many more videos, many more an analysts coming up from the boys. Uh, look out for that. See you then.